Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast, and happy Halloween. This is our bonus episode for Halloween. I am your host, Dave, and I'm joined by the other host, Ike. Ike, happy Halloween. Yes, indeed. Today is the day that you put out a pumpkin for the great pumpkin. Uh, so, yeah. I, I always <laughs> wonder if uh, – well, we'll talk more about that when we get to great pumpkin. But I always wonder, does anybody ever really roll the pumpkin like Linus did in that show? And how's that work? That's that's pretty <laughs> wild. But uh, I, I have questions about the Peanuts universe anyway, but we'll talk more about that when we get to that part of the show. Uh, so this is this is our special Halloween bonus episode. We feel like being a horror podcast and, and, and spooky enthusiasts that what well, we had to do something special for the Halloween holiday. So what we have done is uh, we of course, we watch horror movies. We talk about horror movies every episode. We decided on this since it, it's the holiday to shift a little bit and talk about Halloween specials, whether that be uh, special television broadcasts uh, or movies specifically for the holiday or a specific uh, Halloween episode of a television show. And what happened is Ike and I each picked three. Um, these aren't necessarily, we're not going to say they're necessarily our favorites or, or what we think are the best or anything like just, they're just three that we like and three that we feel are pretty representative of us. And mm-hmm. uh, the cool thing is with such a generational gap, it's a, uh, it's going to be some fun, fun talks because uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll just, we'll just get to it. So, uh, before we dive in, just real quick, we're just going to go just a little bit of the normal housekeeping. Uh, make sure wherever you're listening that you do subscribe and then share the episodes. Help us network in social media. Speaking of social media, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. That is Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two, and Screams. Uh, as always, special thanks to Monica, our podcast researcher. She gave us uh, all the information about seasons and episodes, original air dates, all that good stuff so that we can be informed of these things that we're discussing today. And uh, the vast majority of these specials we're doing are 20 to 30 years old, if not more. But we will be courteous and say spoiler warning. If you have not seen a 40-year-old television episode that airs every year, then we might spoil it for you in the discussion. I'm I'm not even going to care today (laughs) if we talk about details because I would venture to guess that most of our listeners have seen most of these or they just don't care to see them. One or the other. So, But there is a spoiler warning. So let's get to it. Like I said, we've got a total of six uh, specials here. Each of us picked three. We're going to alternate, give one of each and discuss them. Ike, um, we're going to go, you know, let you go first. And uh, and what is uh, your first uh, special that you picked? Yes, indeed. So for my first pick, um, and obviously this is in no particular order of favorites, like, you know, Dave said, these are just things that are, are representative of honestly like for me this was like childhood so this first one oh man i still watch it i still watch the show it's one of those shows i can put on the background but we have spongebob squarepants you heard that right he lives in a pineapple under the sea and he has his own halloween specials for this one um i specifically chose the episode which is season two episode six the graveyard shift there are other Halloween episodes of SpongeBob. I will say, actually, me and my spouse uh, talked about this. Uh, there is another one that I, is from season one that's pretty iconic, too. But this is probably the one that I think is the most iconic. 
Um, if you're curious, this originally aired on September 6, 2002, 10 days before my seventh birthday. Uh, <laughs> and then it's also available on Daily Motion, YouTube, and Paramount Plus for streaming. Um, I got to be honest, love SpongeBob, love this episode. Um, I want to rewatch it, very nostalgic. Um, but I feel like it pretty much represented like that early childhood because oh, man, I love SpongeBob, but uh, I'm very curious. What did you think about uh, the graveyard shift? Well, here's my thing. I, I like SpongeBob too, because I'm, I'm a cartoon nut. I love cartoons and I don't really, I don't care about the era of cartoons as long as it has that, that feel and that vibe of, of animation and of cartoon. It's not, I'm not saying style wise or anything per se. I'm just saying that feeling, right? Because cartoons like this, like a SpongeBob type cartoon, it should be fun, right? It should make you chuckle and giggle and think, fuck, this is kind of silly. But that's what a cartoon <laughs> should be. Right. I, I will say I, I watched this, and um, I am 99% sure that I've seen this one before. I've, I've watched SpongeBob sure on, you and have. Off, on and off. <laughs> uh, never never seen, like, stretches, but I'm pretty sure because I, I remembered this story. And um, it was great. It was kind of your, your classic uh, ghost tales type story, right, where – of course, Mr. Krabs wants to make a little extra money, so he's going to keep the <laughs> Krusty Krab open for uh, 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 the night shift or the graveyard shift, thus the title. Uh, but uh, there's a little more meaning, right? Because Squidward's, of course, not happy he's there, and he tells the ghost story about uh, – what do they call it? The, uh, the hash – Hash the hash slinging. slinging, the hash slinging, the hash slinging, the hash slinging slasher. Yeah, yeah, slasher, <laughs> that's what it is, yeah. And, uh, but he tells this ghost story, and of course – you think it's coming true and it ends up, you know, not being true. It, you know, it's kind of your, your typical uh, com- comedic ghost story, Halloween type thing. But, um, and it does, it does, you know, it has all your, all your greatest hits highlight moment type things from SpongeBob, you know, that, you know, SpongeBob having this, you know, is a, a panic attack type thing and, and, and <laughs> Squidworth being aggravated with him and, and, you know, Mr. Krabs being, you know, uh, being gluttonous or uh, greedy and all that stuff. And, uh, but, uh, I, I fully enjoyed it. And what really just, what was the cherry on top for me that I forgot? I didn't realize I forgot about this point. Totally. <laughs> was right at the end, the little cameo by Nosferatu. Me, uh, oh, Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the best because the, the lights going on and off and it was him flipping the light switch. I love that. I, I didn't, I mean, I totally, if I, I'm sure I've seen it, but totally forgot that was part of it. And anytime you throw a classic monster in into something, I, it it, you know, it warms my heart. Uh, so I, I very much enjoyed it. And and like a lot of animation, especially older animation, you know, it's a a show is whatever. It's a half hour, but it's usually two segments. So this was yeah. only half. So this was only like 12, 13 minutes long. Uh, so it was it was a quick, uh, easy, you know, fun, uh, fun watch. I, I I fully enjoyed it. So uh, again, I, I do enjoy SpongeBob. Uh, not something you know that I will necessarily say I've you know binge watched all the way through, but uh, but yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Um, oh, so no. you you sit there and you spoke then of of something representative of your childhood. So <laughs> I, I guess in turn I'm going to do a first. My first pick um, is something that is extraordinarily representative of my childhood, and it is another Halloween episode of a television show. And we are talking Night Rider, season three, episode five, titled Halloween Night. Yes, of course, that is Night with a K. Um, <laughs> you know, because every pretty much every episode title is a play on that the night with a K. It originally aired October twenty eighth, nineteen eighty four. And if you would like to check it out, it is available on PeacockNBC.com and Apple TV. Um, I love Night Rider, right? I was I've always been a sucker for a cool car in a show. 
I'm not what you call a gearhead or anything like that, but I like cool looking cars. And when I was a kid, because when this aired, I was I was nine years old. And at this time, the thought of a freaking genius talking car that was slick and looked cool was amazing. And to me, the, the, the style of kid is timeless, right? It still looks cool to me now. And this whole thing, um, a Halloween themed episode was great. It had uh, it had some, you know, some some nods to things. It had the 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 one house they go to was the house from Psycho. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the party scenes, you can see a guy's wearing a pumpkin mask, and it is literally a silver shamrock Halloween three pumpkin mask. I mean, you can even see the 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 logo in the back when he turns around on time. Um, and I'm sure that was just literally because it was a cheap, easy prop to get. Um, yep. But it was pretty cool seeing that, and uh, I, I I just I enjoyed the episode. Again, I'm a sucker for for Knight Rider. I I have to say, overall, I love me some David Hasselhoff. He does make me laugh in so many ways uh, with his career. But I was a huge Knight Rider. Still, I'm a huge Knight Rider fan. But uh, so let let me return the favor. Uh, what did you think of Knight Rider Halloween Night? So, it, so, so first and foremost, I, I have to be completely honest. I've never watched an episode of Knight Rider in my entire life. Okay, I got I got to start there. So that's 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 part one. Part two, my introduction to these characters have been are really these like obscure references. Like the first time I ever heard a kit was the movie Benchwarmers with uh, uh, Rob Schneider John Lovitz. and John Lovitz. Yep. Um, and yeah. my first introduction to Dave Hasselhoff was uh, it's either the SpongeBob movie or really enough SpongeBob uh, or uh, <laughs> Dodgeball, where he was the uh, German coach. So, <laughs> yes, which is which is the reason for that is because David Hasselhoff is a freaking god in Germany. Yes. <laughs> and not not even not even so much as an actor, as a musician. If you want to see something that is a slice of 80s, watch some of the the news footage of the tearing down of the Berlin Wall. And you have all these things going on and Reagan and Gorbachev and the walls coming down and they're on top of the wall performing is David Hasselhoff. <laughs> it is surreal. But Oh, my God. That, that's the most 80s thing I've ever heard in my life. But <laughs> it absolutely is. But, you know, I so I was like I went into this with an open mind. I got to say, I really enjoyed it. Um, the whole concept of Knight Rider, it, it, it is both it is equal parts hilarious, but cool. Um, David Hasselhoff is just so funny. And like you said, they have these huge nods to these different things. Like you said, the Silver Shamrock, literally Norman Bates is in this. I don't think it's the original yeah. guy. There's no way. Right. But yeah. he looks exactly like him. And, you know, you got the house, which is the original house from Psycho. I mean, oh, my gosh. So you have all these really cool nods. You have a legitimate story with an actual twist. Like, so for reference, the whole story is that, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Michael, right? Is the yeah. David Hasselhoff. Michael, he has like a, a I, don't, I don't think they're girlfriend, boyfriend, but they're like friends. Um, no, no. David Hasselhoff, or excuse me, Michael Knight had a new love interest pretty much every episode. So Right. <laughs> so she has a new apartment or whatever, and she sees somebody basically get murdered. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Yes, that's that's Bonnie. That's Bonnie. Yeah. That is one of his 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 uh, co-workers at Night Industries. She's like the tech uh, guru mechanic for Kit. So, yeah, gotcha. you don't really see a lot of this episode, but she actually works for Night Industries with Michael. I forgot. I forgot who, who you were referencing there, but it's Bonnie. Right. Yeah, she's which, by the <laughs> way, one of my huge childhood crushes right there. <laughs> I was going to say, because oh, yeah. 
Because I was going to say, because I've never really seen Knight Rider, so I was like, I'm, I, she seems like she's been in other episodes. She's had to have been, because she didn't seem like a yeah. random placement, because you can usually tell if it's just some random person, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. like, I'm sure she's been in other episodes. But yeah, so you have Bonnie, she witnesses someone dying, and basically there's like this whole convoluted story of, um, not convoluted in a bad way, but like, basically it makes her look crazy. It makes her look like she's losing her mind, she's seeing dead bodies, she's seeing weird shit, but... And it ultimately boils down to that what she's seeing, while it is not real, is being implanted by somebody who has access to really high levels of technology. So it kind of goes down this weird rabbit hole. And then you get to the end, you're like, I know who did it. I know who killed it. And then they flipped it on you. And you're like, oh, shit, it was this guy. So honestly, such a such a cool concept, cool cameos. I really, really enjoyed this one specifically. I think this was probably my favorite out of the three that you showed me. <laughs> yeah, it is. A, it is very, very fun. Night Rider, Night Rider's on a sidetrack. Night Rider is a great show, but yeah. there's, there is, if you watch it, a lot of the episodes are, yeah, it's kind of that same theme, right? You know, with a lot of, re, you know, it's like different setting, regurgitated type stuff. I can cherry pick though about eh, ten to twelve good Night Rider episodes and if you watch it it's great great tv they they told some great stories and this is one of my favorite episodes um so let's move on though uh move on to your uh your second pick i oh yes uh man wow this is this is a good one i love this one so uh we've talked about this before we talked about you know movies and tv shows that really kind of developed our horror taste right because obviously spongebob it had a creepy episode so uh but something that really developed my horror taste was Goosebumps. And in specific, mm-hmm. we have Goosebumps, The Haunted Mask, which is season one, episode one and two. Originally aired October 27th, 1995, literally the month after I was born. I was born in 1995, so mind you, I didn't see this when I was like a little baby. I saw it on a rerun. Uh, but you, you can actually uh, find this on Daily Motion and YouTube. And a little notion here, uh, this is actually based on the 11th book in the uh, R.L. Stein's Goosebumps series. Uh, but man, Goosebumps, The Haunted Mask. This one is probably one of those ones that I've seen and I probably watch it reoccurring because I love watching Goosebumps. It's so fun, so nostalgic. And it has like that typical cheesy 90s kids tv show feel um so it's very campy but this one legitimately terrified me i i I remember watching this and i was afraid to put on my halloween mask because i was afraid that it would get (laughs) stuck on my head so this left a lasting impression on me but also um you know as far as goosebumps goes this was a really interesting concept and i would love somebody to turn around and make an adult version of this because holy cow that would be a fantastic horror movie but to turn it on to you dave what did you think of goosebumps the haunted mask um i very much enjoyed it though i i've always liked i've always liked goosebumps because again it um for being something it's supposed to be for whatever you want to call it you know tweens young adults whatever you want to call them teenagers early young teenagers some of this crap is really really creepy and spooky and it really does play they it, it plays a lot on fears that lots of people have and it was so it was very creepy. And this girl that was the main character was is outstanding. She was because she literally was playing like a split personality or two two roles almost because she yeah. was this innocent, meekish, very easily startled girl who wanted to get a mask to get some revenge on these guys that were always scaring her. And by the way, those two guys, man, they pushed it a little too far. <laughs> some of those like, they were they were they were assholes. But anyway, and then so she gets this mask. It, it, 
whatever. And then, but when she dons the mask and the mask kind of takes over and, and the voice and everything else, it, it was, she was playing another character very, very well. And it was, a, uh, it was very creepy. The mask was creepy enough and scary enough that it was age appropriate, right? It was enough that you can, you, it's not so hokey looking that you're like, oh, come on. You know, that's not scary. It, it looked pretty creepy and, uh, but not enough that it's going to, you know, send a kid screaming. Um, it was <laughs> a very age appropriate, but my big takeaway from watching this, I, I again, I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the acting, everything about it. It, it was, you know, felt very nineties, but of course it's what you'd expect. Um, but the story, the story is ageless, but the best part of this for me is I, I had seen some goosebumps before, but I guess I'd never seen or had any idea that R.L. Stein hosted these episodes. And <laughs> yep. R.L. Stein is a great writer, but man, he's not exactly made for TV. And it was just kind of funny to hear him talk and doing this uh, horror host, crypt keeper type thing. Not he wasn't playing a character; he was just being himself. But the way he tried to crack, you know, crack these ah uh, these jokes of. Like, oh, my mom and dad's here. What did you guys think of it? You look at them and their hair's all standing up. I guess they liked it. It was just, it was just, <laughs> it made me laugh so hard, those parts with him. Uh, because I think what they were trying to do was they they were aware that this was a little scary, a little spooky, and if, you know, for younger kids. So they tried to put this goofy humor uh, on the bookend of it to kind of maybe as a, as a palate cleanser uh, to try to, you know, maybe take your mind off of and make it in ch- with a chuckle, not with a, not with a tear. Um, so, but it was funny. I guess, I mean, I guess I'd never really seen R.L. Stein because I, you know, he didn't like, I saw him and thought, Oh, and I, but when he introduced himself, I was like, Oh, okay. And, uh, it, it just, it was peculiar seeing him. And, uh, and we spoke about it in our, uh, episode that just came out where we were talked about horror themes and you talked about how much you liked the theme of the show, uh, the series in the Goosebumps theme. And again, the opening, was just cracked me up with that that goosebumps g in that style <laughs> floating in the shadow form floating around everywhere and it was it was just it was it was purely a slice of 90s uh tv there it's like they hey we got an effect to do this let's just let's just do this all through the opening because we can um <laughs> but it was it was pretty funny i i enjoyed it it was it was a fun watch um Again, I, when you when I first saw it, I thought it was two parts. I was like, oh my gosh, is this going to be enough story for two parts? And and it was, it was great. Um, I actually sat there and thought, wow, and how are they going to get this wrapped up when I was watching it? Because uh, I, you know, but they, it was a good job. It was a good story. It was fun. Um, so my next pick is a is an age old show. Uh, it's actually a movie, and uh, it was this predates me, but it was something I saw very early on, and I, I rewatch it every year. I am a huge Rankin Bass person. Of course, they are most known for their Christmas specials, right? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty Stomach, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and there was a time when they were so hot and so popular, and and they wanted to say dive in and say, well, we need to do something for Halloween, right? And everybody wanted them to do something for Halloween. And what they came up with was Mad Monster Party, which was, was theatrically released on March 8, 1967. It's a stop-motion uh, animated comedy. It has voices by Phyllis Diller and Boris Karloff. A lot of people don't know who Phyllis Diller is anymore, but she was a huge comedian back in the day. Of course, Boris Karloff is the old Universal um, Frankenstein, excuse me, from the 1930s. Um, it, again, it's a Rankin Bass. It's available on YouTube, and you can also purchase and read it on Vudu and Amazon. They did make a follow-up to this called Bad, Mad, Mad Monsters uh, for ABC Saturday Superstars in 1972. It was animated, though. It was not stop motion. Uh, and then Dell Comics put out a Mad Monster Party comic in September of 1967. Um this was great because, again, I love Rankin Bass. I'm a huge Christmas person, too. I love Christmas, and I love Christmas stuff, too. 
But it's so cool to see Rankin Bass is something that I love so much and something that's such an integral part of pretty much everybody's childhood because everybody still watches these specials. Uh, it was so cool to see him do a, a Halloween episode. Uh, and it had, a, you know, had all your classic monster characters in it and it is fun story and everything else. It, it, it is a little lengthy, I think. I think they could have probably kept it a little shorter uh, because there are parts where it kind of eh, maybe drags a little. But it's uh, it's so cool. And I'm always fascinated by stop motion because getting you know this done in 1967, man, the patience and time and and, and craftsmanship it would have had to taken to make this uh, was amazing. So, Ike, what do you think about Mad Monster Party? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I did not know that this was made by the same people that made all those uh, Christmas cartoons um because i i mean that's really cool first and foremost second of all did you know that boris karloff was born in 1887 yes absolutely he, yeah that, that is insane to me that someone who i would feel like is a pretty legendary uh actor and you know voice actor ironically was literally born before the end of a like the last century wow okay yeah. anyways of course <laughs> karloff, karloff you know obviously probably most known again for being frankenstein in the 1931 film but also Maybe even equally uh, most known as the voice of the Grinch in the original yep. animated special, <laughs> which I do believe. Actually, I, I know uh, Boris Karloff won a Grammy Award for for his voice work on the Grinch. So, uh, wow. you know, not only was he a prolific actor, uh, very talented and everything else, but yeah, has a Grammy to his name. There you go. And also, um, while watching this, first and foremost, I got to say, um, I really, really, really I, I did like this. I will say that I really appreciated um, just the craftsmanship of this film. I mean, you, you look at stop motion and I, I have a huge appreciation for stop motion. And um, I remember uh, when I was in high school, we actually did um, just a, we did a little project um, for one of our classes, me and my friends, where we actually tried to make a stop motion uh, film. And it was only about uh, four minutes long, but it, it took us weeks. I mean, weeks to do that. So the, this, uh, the scale of this film um, you know, and how long it was, I could not imagine how long it took them to do this and just the practical effects that went behind this. So first and foremost, I have an, an just an immense appreciation for the work that went into this film. Beyond that, the movie was absolutely, I mean, it was hilarious. It had a really cool premise. I, I really liked the idea behind it. Um, just a really old timey feel of it too. Really, you know, it made it feel like a period piece. Uh, but in addition to that, just the voice acting, and you know, there's so many people who are in this who, like, I, I felt like I knew, but I didn't. Like Phyllis Diller, I know the name, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Uh, but funnily enough, I actually I know Phyllis Diller from her voice acting in A Bug's Life. She played uh, mm -hmm. the queen, the queen ant in A Bug's Life, and I was like, holy crap! So I mean, oh man, it was just. First and foremost, it was kind of nostalgic in a way because you're like, this is like how things used to be done. Like, when was the last time you saw a major motion picture as a stop motion animation? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, absolutely. I loved it so much. And uh, I, I think this will probably have to go into my yearly rotation now for uh, Halloween movies and shows. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very fun. It's, again, it's because, it's I mean, a lot of cartoons and stuff had Halloween specials. But it's like you feel like Halloween. It's just it, there's missing some things compared yeah. to you know like Christmas. And uh, this so this very much uh, filled that gap. I, I love Matt. It's one of my favorite things of all time uh, for for Halloween. Again, I, again, I'm a huge Rankin Bass uh, fan. Uh, so it's it's very cool that they they dove in and did this something uh, for Halloween. So I got 
Speaking of classics, uh, move on. What's your next pick? Or your, actually, this is your yes. last pick, your third this pick. Is, yep. <laughs> this is my last pick. So a um, little bit of uh, backstory here. So growing up, um, I watched all kinds of stuff. But one of the things that I watched every year and for literally every holiday and something that I still do to this day, I watch these movies for every holiday is Charlie Brown. Every holiday, I watch a Charlie Brown movie. And for Halloween, I always watch It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It was originally aired on October 27th, 1966, a significant amount of time before I was born. Uh, <laughs> but this is a, <laughs> this is available on Apple TV free this week. And you can also purchase and rent on Voodoo and Amazon.com also. And I forgot to mention this earlier about Mad Monster Party. And I believe the Great Pumpkin's on there, too. But if you go to uh, archive.org, which is a uh, government archive of the Internet, yes. um, you can actually find a lot of these really old movies for free. So keep that in mind if you're interested. But um, honestly, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, it's a classic. Um, this is also, you know, one of the most common tropes in Charlie Brown is, you know, Lucy pulling the football away from Charlie Brown as a gag. And this was the first time they did it. Um, and it's just, oh, wow. So Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is so just iconic. The the lines, things that you can quote, um, I got a rock. I mean, yeah. there's so many times I've quoted that, even in today's day and age, I still yep. say that. Um, oh, man. But what do you think, Dave? What did you think? I'm sure you've seen this, but what did oh, you yeah, think yeah. of the Great Pumpkin? Oh, it's the, I'm, a, I'm a huge Peanuts fan. Uh, I As a kid, I watched everything. Uh, I collected the books with the comic strips. Still, still love Peanuts. And um, the, what I, one of the best things about the peanuts is, like you mentioned, there's literally there's a peanut special for every holiday. I mean, every holiday. I mean, you can even go down to like Arbor Day and stuff like that. There is a peanut special for every holiday, and they are all great. And uh, they, the characters are so cool, and and you they have unique personalities, and their interactions are great. Um, and and I know the Christmas one is you know is is, is great, and everybody loves it. But Great Pumpkin will always be my favorite. It is. It is such a classic. Um, I just I, I love everything, uh, everything about it. Right. I love the the because there's all these all the different stories, the trigger treating and the disappointment and the and the party and the and then Linus and the pumpkin patch and and everything. And it's just there's so much going on. And it is it's it's so great. Um, and there's so many things in the peanuts world uh, like the the pulling of the football and, you know, and and excuse me, and Snoopy as the World War Two flying ace and stuff. That is now is just commonplace, right? And everybody just knows it's part of peanuts that uh, that was fresh and new during this uh, with this. So I have I, I probably could not even count how many times I've seen The Great Pumpkin. I mean, it was a every year when it was aired, I watched it. Uh, you know, now, of course, you know, I own it digitally. So I, I watch it, you know, still every year. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's absolutely classic. One of my favorite Halloween themed type things. It's not horror or something like that. That's just, you know, for the holiday itself. Uh, to watch every year. I usually save it and watch it actually on Halloween day. Um, it, it's just one of those things that's, it's, you know, comforting that day to watch. Uh, so I, I've not watched it yet this year, so it'll be, uh, be, be watched today, uh, you know, prior after we, we get done here. Uh, but I do love uh, the great pumpkin. I'm, I'm a huge peanuts fan. And um, pumpkin Charlie Brown. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, oh, I love when Lucy just goes off online as for missing, as she puts it tricks or treats. It sounds yeah. kind of funny the way she says it, but, but it's, I mean, it's not, you know, not grammatically incorrect, but it's just it, it sounds kind of humorous. But um, so I saved we saved the gym here for last because this last one, 
is a, it's it's unique. <laughs> and um, this is not necessarily something that I grew up watching or anything else. This is something that I discovered a little later and was just uh, so humorous to me and so goofy and such a slice of the time. And it really plays into a time period where there was lots of uh, what do they call them? Um, I don't know what they call the shows with the uh, different skits and different musical numbers and different acts, variety shows. Yep. And everybody had variety show specials. Well, there was a comedian at the time named Paul Land. And I don't know what, I mean, he's a comedian. I don't know what all he did, but it, to me, he was most notable because he was always on Hollywood squares and uh, he was just on there all the time. Well, on October 29th, 1976 on ABC, Paul Lind had a Halloween special. And this is the funniest thing to me in the world. And this is the thing that I just, I cannot wait to hear your reaction to after watching this. Again, it's from 1976. It had all kinds of people that maybe a lot of people may not know anymore, but were actually very big stars at the time. It had Margaret Hamilton, who played the Wicked Witch uh, from The Wizard of Oz. Uh, she played, you know, the witch in, in this episode. And it also had Betty White, Floris Henderson, who played, you know, Mom Brady and the Brady Bunch. Uh, Donnie Marie Osmond, Tim Conway was in it. Uh, Pinky from Happy Days. I'm not sure her real name, but she played Pinky and Happy Days was in this. Um, the thing that hooked me, that caused me to come across this was it had a musical, had musical performances by Kiss. And there's nothing that's more 1976 than Kiss. And I love Kiss. I'm a big Kiss fan. And, and that's what eventually when I discovered this was going down the rabbit hole of watching, uh, watching Kiss stuff. And, and this is how I come across this. Uh, it's You can rent and purchase this on Amazon, but it is it's readily, I don't know if it's just not a public domain. If ABC just doesn't claim it anymore, I don't know what the deal is, but it's readily available on YouTube uh, to watch. Um, not saying I support, you know, anything pirated on YouTube, but it is on there and it, <laughs> they, they've, it's been up for years. So this, uh, again, this is not something that I'm saying is my favorite Halloween thing in the world, but it is so humorous to watch. And it's, it, to me, it, it really borders on that. It's so bad. It's, it's good type thing that it's like it's like a car it's like the, the star wars holiday special it's like man it is really bad i know it's really bad but i'd watch it every year because it's just it's like a you know something i feel like i need to do but i can't wait like to hear your feedback and you just watched this right you just freshly watched this not long before we started recording <laughs> what is so we're getting pretty much the hot take here what's your opinions on the paul land halloween special oh lord um <laughs> So, okay. So, <laughs> I'm 50-50, okay? Uh, there were parts that I absolutely loved, and there were parts that I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, so let me let me break it down for you folks, okay? Um, you know, the, the, it opens up with Paul and um, doing sort of like, um, I, I would consider it like a monologue like or something like that on um, Saturday Night Live with a little more skit, you know, involved. Because he's doing his yeah. thing where he's going through the different holidays because um, supposedly he doesn't like Halloween, right? He's going through Christmas, you know, Arbor Day, uh, <laughs> you know, Easter so he's going through all these different, like, you know, stages of grief, trying to stay away from Halloween for whatever reason. Um, and I kind of enjoyed that. I was like, you know, this is this is a funny star. He doesn't like Halloween. You know, it's kind of tropish, you know. But again, this is from the 70s. So this is pretty, you know, pretty revolutionary for the time. And, you know, he's doing his whole shtick and then he gets into it. And, 
you know, it sets up a really cool story. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, to get away from the trick-or-treaters, let's go to my sister's house, you know, as maid or whatever. And then, you know, I thought that she looked a little familiar. I was like, you know, she looks a little – I feel like I've seen her before. And then they get to the house, and it turns out she's the witch. And they're like, oh, hey, if you try and give witches a better name, we'll give you three wishes, blah, blah, blah. And this is where it loses me. They pull this really random, like, rhinestone trucker. Like, I'm assuming it's supposed to be, like, a rhinestone cowboy or something like that. Uh, like, a reference to that. But I was just like, what What am I What am I watching? And it's like <laughs> this skit where he's, like, a, a trucker. Which, first of all, who wishes they were a trucker? As far as I've heard, it's not exactly a great job, but... Apparently, Paul Lynn wanted to be a trucker, so to each their own. But he wanted to be a trucker, and so he does his job. He's driving, whatever, and I'm just like, okay, this one kind of lost me. So I was like, hopefully the next one's better. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> the next one, he, he, he wants to be, uh, what was it, an Arabian prince? Or uh, he wants to be yeah. uh, something in the desert, which... I, it's a product of its time. Everybody, you know, you can't get mad. You know, it, it, this was before, you know, people weren't racist. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, you know, he shows up in the desert wearing his robes and, you know, offensive garb. Um, <laughs> and he does a whole shtick with that. And, you know, it's, it's it was whatever, you know, I, like I said, I thought it couldn't get worse. It did, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick in there. I'm going to wait. I'm going to see how this ends. And I'm not going to lie. The ending was fine. The ending was great. They had a little ball. Um, you got to hear kiss. You got to see all this really cool stuff. They're like dancing. And honestly, the last part was my favorite part of the, the whole special. I will make reference to that. Uh, Betty White was uh, the winner of Miss Halloween or whatever that they had in there. Um, yeah. You know, and obviously recipes, Betty White, um, who is a literal angel. So, you know, I have <laughs> to love it for that part alone. Cause I love Betty White, but Oh my God. Yeah, no, it, it was like, it was a roller coaster. It was like, it brings you up and then immediately crash back down. And then you're like a little bit of hope and then immediate crash back down. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's very much a seventies piece. Yes. Uh, again, it's to me, it's it, I, it, even though I'm sure they were, they were lip syncing and, and miming it. To me, the kiss, the kiss is the best stuff, right? They yeah. played Detroit Rock City, they played Beth, uh, they played King of the Nighttime World, all three great songs. Um, they were very, very hot at this time. I'm sure that's why they wanted them on there. Uh, but you know, they, you know, with the face paint and everything else, they kind of do play into that Halloween feel a little bit. It's funny seeing them during like the ball and stuff, and they're kind of up in the rafter, I think, a little bit during one part, and it's literally like Gene Simmons is, like standing there, like, what the hell are we on here? It's just <laughs> he's like just standing there completely. Um, Florence Henderson, uh, from the, the Brady Bunch doing, uh, uh, whatever it was she did, uh, oh shit. What was the song she did? Uh, that old black magic, I think it's what it's called yeah. or something weird like a, like this disco type song. It's like, and I know Florence Henderson can sing, but man, you could just tell she was eating that up, getting to sing and dance. And she was going to just, she was, she was going to just shine right there. She, nothing. <laughs> Nothing about. It. I mean, the Osmonds making an appearance on it. That's very seventies. Tim Conway was in it, who's a huge comedian and actor uh, in the seventies. Um, <laughs> again, it's not. This is nothing that I say is one of my favorite Halloween things. I, I watch it pretty much every year, 
probably again primarily for the kiss stuff more than anything and just because i like watching goofy tv specials but right. it's not one of those things that i i'll ever you know go down swinging saying it's great i literally picked it just because i thought it would be humorous to, to, to see for you to watch it uh, and to, and to get uh, your feel on it um and it, the weird thing is it's overall it doesn't even really have that much of a halloween feel it, right it's, a lot of it's not <laughs> I mean, just because it's got some witches, I mean, you know, I mean, it does in some ways, but it's, you know, it's not like it's got a lot of Halloween theme to it. But uh, but it's 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 interesting. It's intriguing. Uh, something unique. It was something different. So um, so let's do something here. Uh, let's let's just this is spur of the moment. We didn't discuss this, but I, I feel like what we should do. We each pick three. Let's uh, let's rank each other's three. So. Uh, let's go from bottom, from least favorite to to, to top favorite, and, and let's go back and forth here. Ike, of my three, which would you say is the your least favorite? Oh, Paul Lynn Halloween special, easy. <laughs> I, I figured. I figured. I figured. I figured. Uh, let's see. If I had to, man, I, I the thing is, I enjoyed all three of yours, so none of these none of these are a knock uh, on any of them. But if I had to pick, probably what I would quote unquote call my least favorite of the three, I would probably, I, I don't know, I would probably put SpongeBob third. Yeah. Um, I figured. It's no knock on it. I, I still enjoyed it, but it was probably of the, of the three. Uh, so, Ike, what would you put it to? This one's hard because the other two that you gave me were honestly fantastic, but I think I'd have to put Knight Rider as number two. Okay, and if uh, see, uh, mine, mine then would be mine would be the Goosebumps would be number two. So that leaves for you or, or my choices. Your number one being what now? Mad Monster Party. Uh, I, Absolutely. I, I have to say one more time. I'm just absolutely blown away by the craftsmanship of this movie. That alone makes it probably one of the best cartoons I've ever seen in my entire life. Easily. Yeah. And of course, the, my number one would be uh, for, of yours would be it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, which is fitting because both those are very close. Bad Monster Party is weird because it, it's so underappreciated. A lot of people don't even know it, it exists. I mean, so, they don't even know it's today. out there. It's, <laughs> it, yeah. And most people don't know that it was Rankin Bass, the same people that did Rudolph and et cetera. I mean, they they have no idea that they did a Halloween, uh, a Halloween. It's a, it was a movie, but it, that they did anything for Halloween. So, yeah, it, it's a very pleasant surprise when people see it and uh, that enjoy that. So, although there you have it, there's six Halloween specials again. It, you know, with Halloween, if you're listening to this on the holiday, uh, go out and watch some of these if you haven't already, and enjoy your day. Uh, trick or treat, do whatever it is you do. Uh, remember the rules. We we discussed them in our last episode. Remember your rules of Halloween. Don't break any rules. Make sure you pass out candy. Don't blow out the, the Jack Lantern, et cetera, et cetera. You don't want Sam uh, to come and, and spoil your Halloween. So that's it. That's all we're going to do. We're going to get out of here. Again, this was just a little short bonus episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, once again, happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, Ike, before we get out of here, uh, any any last uh, spooky words of wisdom that you want to lay on the listeners? Um, You know, nothing major except for I'm pretty sure there's somebody behind you, listener. I think you should probably go check that out. Yes, probably. It probably is. And if, if you don't see them, they're lurking. So you might want to check all the closets and uh, grab the salt. So uh, <laughs> so anyway, a happy Halloween once again from us here on Listen to Their Screams. And wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares. <laughs>